Hello and welcome back. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lulu, aka The Momatrician, and bringing you another episode from the heart. And today we have my second, my second African-American male guest. And I'm so excited because these people are like unicorns, okay? Very, very hard to find. They're out there, but very, very hard to find. And just recently I had an episode, uh, um, I had a, an article that I, I, I posted on my Facebook page that talked about the fact that African-American males actually experience depression far younger and far sooner and far earlier than majority of us believe. And I'm not so sure if that is how my next guest and I met, but just so you know, African-American males do experience depression. It is a real thing. We do hurt. And as a mother of three African-American males and as a sister of three African-American males and as a daughter of one African male, I know for a fact that men do experience depression, especially if their skin is darker and more just beautiful and shiny and ebony. You know, we do experience depression. So my next guest today is going to go on a path. He's going to retrace his journey and his his experience with depression. And I'm looking forward to it. He's none other than Anthony Abrams Jr. And I love it when I get a junior because that means there's a senior. I love it. And he's a mortgage company insurance tracker and part-time blogger since 2017. And he tries to put positivity in the universe, he says in his own words. He blogs about pregnancy loss and mental health issues, and he has had a personal experience with depression. He's going to talk about about how he coped with that, and I can't wait to hear his story. I don't know more than you guys do, but I'm going to let him tell us his story. So, Anthony Abrams, my brother, are you ready? Uh, Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, let's do it, sir. Let's do it. The, The floor is yours. The airwaves are yours. Take it away. All right, perfect. First and foremost, thank you for having me. And um, just so everyone know, my my journey with uh, mental health began back in uh, 2015. Uh, it stems from uh, stillbirth. Uh, me and a prior relationship, um, pretty much, it was pregnancy complications. Pregnancy complications, excuse me, that occurred uh, during the five month period of of the pregnancy. So at five months, um, child's mother she had to give birth. A little early due to pregnancy complications and more specifically the help syndrome. It's a syndrome where um, pretty much the blood blood pressure is at a stroke level. Um, blood platelets drop at a rapid rate as well as uh, liver as well as the liver. It's, uh, liver and kidneys are failing at a rapid rate as well. So, so, so you doctors see- pretty much advise could you say that just a little bit louder so I can mention that in my show notes? What syndrome did you say, sir? Yeah, it's called the HELP. It's H-E-L-L-P syndrome. Okay. It's, and I am it's a very, pa- very rare. Yeah, I'm a pediatrician, so I've been exposed to that. But during my, when I'm writing my show notes, I'll, I'll do a, a brief, um, I'll just touch on it a little bit more. But yeah, go ahead, sir. All right. Yes, yes, it's very rare. Uh, maybe about 20,000 cases per year here in the U.S. Uh, for women to experience that. Uh, so, yeah, we went through that. Um, the following day, after we discovered that she had this syndrome, uh, we had to, she had to give birth. 
um, is either give birth or continue to try to carry on the baby. And that would ultimately cause both of them to lose their lives. As it was so, it got to that point of being so severe. Uh, so ultimately, the next day, uh, she had to give birth. And then the baby, uh, when he came out, it was a boy. So when he came out, uh, he was under one pound. So he, he pretty much didn't survive uh, coming out of the womb. So that that alone was devastating because I was just sitting there excited. Um, but I didn't hear any crying. I noticed at least the doctor would hit, hit the baby on the butt or make him toss and turn a little bit. And just to see if they would start crying, he, he never started crying. So uh, that's when it hit me, like, uh, man, my, my child's gone. Mm. So that, that's when it all stemmed from there. Mm, I'm so sorry, so sorry. I've been in many a delivery room when such have happened. And um, it's a very tough place, even for the doctors, the nurses. It's always um, a very, very tough, but more so for the parents. So accept my condolences. I know they're about, what, I don't know, nine years late. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Well, actually, five years. You said it was 2015. This is oh, four years. I can't do my yep. math today. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. And so what happened after, after that? Obviously, as any parent can understand, you know, the loss of a child at any point in time. Actually, studies have shown that the loss of a child is the number one most difficult experience that majority of people do not recover from in, in the sense that a piece of you is forever gone. So the loss of a child, more so than the loss of a sibling or loss of a parent or loss of a friend, the loss of a child is one of the most painful and most devastating things that can happen at any point in time. And like you're going to tell us, you know, even at five months pregnancy, or five years of age, 50 years of age, don't matter. The loss of your child is still very devastating. So how did you how did you find your way out of that room that day? Uh I was I was in shock. Like I I felt I, I can remember to this day, I just remember the feeling of feeling like numb, speechless and just, just shocked. Mm-hmm. So so as we as the, the next couple of days went on, I still felt the same way, shocked. And as we got home, that's when I started to feel well at the time I didn't know I was depressed, but that's when the depression started. Uh, so it took me, uh, I was depressed for maybe like a year, year and a half before I decided to go seek some therapy. I know. Um, Wait, did you say you sought therapy? Yes. Yes. After, after I want you to say that louder for the people at the back, because you know, African-Americans, you know how it is, right? We mm-hmm. don't like to get therapy. We don't like to talk to people. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing it from his mouth. He actually sought Therapy, therapy is good. I had to have therapy for my own depression too. Therapy is good. Thank you so much. How did that go? Uh, it was it was very helpful. It was very helpful uh, for me. Uh, at first, I didn't want to do it, uh, you know, just because <laughs> how how we were raised, you know, as black men and just men in general, you have to be strong, can't show no emotion, can't be vulnerable, things of that nature. So, yeah, I was I was denying, you know, going to therapy and seeking seeking help uh, for my mental health about a year and a half. And actually, when I actually went and opened up and expressed how I really felt, it it brought me back to me and how I was used to feeling mentally, you know, physically, spiritually. I was back to myself. And and I still, I still will go to therapy to this day. Wow. I want to say a big, loud, resounding amen to that. On so many levels, for allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to 
accept the fact that you're hurting and accept the fact that before the event, you were normal Anthony Abrams and then something happened. And it's okay to accept that pain comes from that thing that happened. And then to seek help, whether you sought help a week later or a, week, or a month later or a year later, the point is you did seek help. And then looking back, you see that that help that you sought helped. And now you say with your own mouth that you will seek help ever. You will continue to do that, which is great, which is really, really critical that other men who are listening can hear you say, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to get help. Thank you so much. I'm sending you an airwave hug right now just because of, of that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, um, and I have to go there. I know you said it was a prior relationship, but since both of you lost this baby, how does she do? How is she doing? Is that possibly what led to the demise, if I may use that word, of the relationship also? Was it the, the loss of the baby? Oh, no, 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 that, that wasn't, you know, that's not the, the reason why we, you know, went our separate ways. I was together a little bit after, you know, after the baby, and uh, uh, she's doing well now. She's doing well. Um, when it first happened, uh, she was, oof, she was, you know, she was talking about suicide, and uh, um, she wasn't really taking it well, because, you know, she, she was the one that actually carried the baby, so she was taking it a lot harder than me, and I thought myself, just trying to just trying to make sure she was okay being that support system so I wasn't um getting this proper treatment for myself as well as she was coping. That's wonderful. Did she get therapy? Did she was she ever on medication? Yeah. And did you ever I, get medication by the way? Uh I did not I get any uh medication. But she she sought out the therapy a lot quicker than I did. She she definitely did within a within a couple of months after uh, we had the stillborn. I have to applaud Definitely. the two of you. That's amazing that both of you were able to tune into that aspect of getting help, that help is out there and getting it because you needed it. That's amazing. I don't care if you came, if you got there later. The point is you got there and you, you are a testimony, a testament to the fact that it does work and, 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 and it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So do you, I mean, I know you said you blog part-time. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah, so it started back in uh, 2017. Uh, it was actually, I started on the anniversary date of when we lost the, our son. Uh, his name is Lamar. We named him Lamar Abram. Uh, uh, Lamar is my, my middle name oh. and my dad's middle name. Oh. So it just wanted to continue on with that. Yes. And um, the blog is called uh, livingalways.org. Well, it's Living Always and the website is always.org. I'm trying to did you say living always? Yes, it, yeah, the blog is called Living Always. That's org. Yes, ma'am. That's that's a web address for it. Okay, good. Okay, go ahead. So yes, ma'am. It, it um I I did I released it or launched it on the uh anniversary date of when we actually lost him. So it was, it would have been two years after the date. Mm-hmm. And I just I just talked about the situation. That's how I introduced my blog to the world. You told the story. On, yes, yes. I just gave a brief description on the story. Um, and since then, I've just been putting out positivity. Also, um, each year I will, I will um, make a blog post on the anniversary date of the of the death as well. And just pregnancy loss and mental health as well. And just recently, uh, I was a part of a book 
Uh, it's called The Voices uh, Behind Mental Health, The Minds of Terrible Thing and Waste, where I go a little bit in depth with the, with the pregnancy loss, as well as, you know, men seeking therapy and just me dealing with pride and shame and depression. We know you said that during the intro. First of all, congratulations on the book. I don't, I don't take that lightly. I, I read somewhere that 99% of authors go to their graves with their books in their head. So mm. thank you so much for being one of the 1%. As an author myself, I've been writing since I could speak, which is, I don't know, the age of four. But I just recently published my first book and, and it was a, it was a, an Amazon bestseller. So I'm really proud of myself, but I just want to say that it's, it, it takes a lot to finally put the book down. And now you see that it's, it's not easy. Many, many, many are called, but very, very few are chosen when it comes to eventually writing the book. So congratulations on the book. The book is called The Voices Behind Mental Health. I love it. I love it. I'm going to get that book for sure because that is kind of the, the arena where I found myself. So, I'm definitely going to get the book, but also the fact that you're a black male talking about mental health, empowering other black men about your mental health and about the fact that mental health is a real phenomenon. We're not Spartan boys. We're not Spartans. We're humans. We do feel pain is amazing. So congratulations on the book. So that's one. And number two, livingalways.org, I'm going to go check it out for sure because the fact that you're able to continue to share that story and just this thing, this good thing has come out of that not so good thing is amazing. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So kudos for that. Thank you. And then the third thing I was going to say is you sound like a good old Southern boy. You've got your ma'ams and your thank yous. Were you raised by a Southern mom? Um, no, man. My, my parents, they're from, they're from Indiana. So we all, we are originally from Gary, Indiana. Uh, but my grandparents, they are from the Mississippi, the Alabama. Uh So okay, that's that's where they're they're selling. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that link because all either that or you're in the military because we're the ones that say our ma'ams and our sirs and our thank yous. We don't play with those. So you know what? I have to say thank you to your grandparents for raising you because it's important that people see good or hear good on the airwaves and in the, and in the radio and, and in the world. Because we, I have three black sons that I'm trying to raise to say, thank you, ma'am. And yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. And all that. And it's, it's a wonderful thing that we keep on doing that. So kudos to that. For the sake of those who have lost children like you did, I want to say again, I'm sorry for your loss. It must have been devastating. I cannot even imagine what, what that felt like. But look at the good things that have come out of it. So let's stay focused on, on the good and the positivity. So on any given day, when someone reads your blog, what are, what are they most likely to see? Uh, they're most likely to see, I would say, inspiration, exactly. motivation. And I would also throw in um, just like, like, a, like a guide that you can make it through whatever you're going through in that very moment. And you don't have to give up. Keep pushing. Yes, yes. Keep pushing. I usually usually try to write down a quote from my guests. Now, each each guest I write, 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 I like to write down something that they said that is a quote. So I think keep pushing is yours. I love that. It's It's not a new concept. 
but it's certainly an important mm. com- concept that, you know, keep pushing through no matter where you find yourself. And actually that brings me to the next part of my, of the interview. I was going to ask you, how do you cope? What do you do to cope? Uh, what I do to cope, uh, I'll say therapy. Therapy is definitely, uh, the main, the positive coping I will do. Um, reading, um, music, and exercising and meditation. I, I, I'm trying to get more involved into the meditation world and and just, you know, getting peace, get more peace to my mind. So that will wow. be my way of coping. I think the only thing you're missing from that list is, is yoga and you'll be my twin brother <laughs> because that, those are the things I do. I love, I love to read. And then I haven't, I must confess, I haven't done a great job of reading in the past couple of years because my spirit hasn't been settled. I've been going through a transition in my life, both academically because I just graduated from an MBA and emotionally and financially and even, you know, occupationally, I'm, I'm changing my job and I'm starting a new practice. But I know I'll, I'll, I know I'll go back there. I have bookshelves just full of books because I love reading, but I do appreciate that reading, music, exercise, meditation. Amazing. Amazing. That's fantastic. And then of course, the next thing I have, I usually ask my guests is, do you have a favorite quote? Do you have a favorite quote that you go to besides your own, which is keep pushing? Do you have maybe somebody else's favorite quote, a favorite book that you read, favorite music that you listen to, things like that? Uh, I say my favorite quote, it, it comes from uh, one of my, my, my good friends. Uh, he he brought it up back in I want to say 2012. Uh, it's focus on your focus. So so whatever you have that you focus on, make sure that that's your main focus and keep working towards that focus. Even though the plan, the path may shift, but keep that goal in line to 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 reach the the main goal that you've been focused on. So focus on your focus. Is that what you're saying? Yes, ma'am. Wow, that's deep. I don't even think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, I mean, it's I from that. one of my. But I, one of my never, close friends, Christian Hill. Wow. That's, that's a deep one. That's a deep one. Any yes, favorite ma'am. book, sir? I'm sorry? Any favorite book? Um, no, I don't have a favorite book. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm reading uh, for the second time, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. Um, but... But no, at the moment, I, I don't have a favorite book. I, everything I read is 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 impactful for me there and, and puts things in perspective. In perspective. Yes, I know that um, that book is quite is quite famous. That think think and grow rich. A lot of people talk about it. A lot of people talk about it on Facebook. I see Facebook lives. People talk about it all, a lot. A lot. That's good. And then, of course. Um, where can people find you? I know besides the fact that I guess livingalways.org is your blog and the voices behind mm-hmm. the mental behind mental health is the book, which hopefully the listeners can write it down and, and go check it out. Where else can people find you? Uh I'm on I'm on Facebook, um Anthony Abram Jr. I'm on uh Instagram. Uh, I have my, my blog page on Instagram, which is underscore living always. And then I have my, my personal uh, Instagram account, which is um, A underscore A-B-E-5. So that's, that's, that's where you all can find me outside of the blog. Okay. So just to go back a little bit. Now, when you were going through the event, did you get, 
when it happened, when it first happened, did you have, and I'm sure you did, but I want you to tell us about that, the, the support system, because African-Americans are very, very good at that. How was that experience for you? The support system, family, friends, how, how, did, how was that? I would say uh, my support system did the best they could. Um, it was by just checking up on me and making sure um, I was okay. Um, but it, it really was it's, it's different because I'm the first one in my family. She was the first one in her family to experience a loss like that. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really hard because we were the only ones that can relate to the situation. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes you do have to come from a place of recognition to be able to help somebody. Mm-hmm. somebody along but but it, so, it sounds like your family was quite supportive and the fact that the relationship lasted after that event is commendable even though mm-hmm. it on the end up it's not there anymore the fact that it didn't cause a breakup is commendable wouldn't you say yes yes because uh, that's that's i believe that would be the wrong time you know to, to break up with someone and vice versa as that's the time when you, you know, need each other the most because you're the ones that can relate to the situation and, and feel each other's pain. Yeah, except that it does happen. People start blaming, you know. I've had, I had a, a, a patient, a husband and a wife who's, who had a premature baby and the baby ended up dying. And they broke up like at, maybe at the hospital <laughs> because it was like blaming, blaming, blaming. And um, I don't know. Sometimes people, not everybody... Ideally, we want them to react that way, but not everybody reacts that way. So that's that's right. Say that that's commendable. That's commendable. So, do you have anything else you want to tell us? Anything else you would like us to know? Any any number one words of encouragement for those who are walking that walk? That is something I haven't experienced. I haven't on a personal mm-hmm. level. So, anyone walking that walk today, um, what would you what would you like to tell them? I would just like to tell anyone that's listening that's that's walking that that walk or have experienced that walk, um, just just keep going. Uh just keep the support system that you have around you. Um, stay close, speak out how you're feeling. Um, and more importantly, get some therapy. Get therapy because it's 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 very much needed for that situation. Especially if you've never been through it before. You you definitely need some therapy to, to help you guide guide you through that situation you're never gonna forget it it's always gonna be back in your mind but the therapy can ease ease your mind you know during that tough time wow i I love the fact i love the words you're saying to me honestly i I can't believe this is coming from a black male i should be able to believe it but i can't did you because you know when i go back to my why the reason i started doing this a lot of people don't realize that children hurt Children get depressed. Children get suicidal. Children actually do die by suicide. But when I started looking into it and started speaking about it, I realized it was much, much more than my own personal experience with my patients. But I've never had such a pushback than I've had from the African-American community, especially our Black men. And I'm Nigerian, more so, more so. They don't even want to engage in the conversation so for this to be coming from a black male he said that most importantly get 
therapy. I love it. I love, love, love it. Thank you so much for saying that. I want you to say that again for those at the back. Get therapy. <laughs> My goodness. Get therapy. Thank you. Absolutely. And he said therapy does work and it helps ease your mind. Wow. And also helps you with guilt, right? And self-blame, right? Right. Yes. Yes, ma'am. For sure. And one of the things that I've noticed when I speak to people is they say, well, you know, getting the right therapist also is critical. So, and sometimes getting the right therapist is like a pair of shoes. You, you, you might have to try a couple before you get the one that actually fits, but stick with it. Stick with the fact that you need it and you need to get it. So how was getting the, the right therapist for you? How did that work? Um, uh, luckily, my first therapist that I spoke with, we, we clicked. Um, she was, uh, it was African-American uh, woman. So um, she had just dealt with the loss of her father. So she was able to relate a little bit um, to how I was feeling on dealing with the loss. So that, that helped, that helped me. And the question she asked, it really just opened up. It made me question myself on how I really was feeling. And how would, uh, one of the questions she, she asked, I, I still remember to this day. Um, she asked, how would your son feel, um, if he was alive and you didn't really express how you were feeling at this moment? Oh, wow. So oh that that really made me think, yeah. and it just opened up a can of worms. Like I need to go ahead and continue to express myself and say how I really am feeling. Yes, yes, and you know what? I don't even know where that started because I almost want to say it came from the motherland. As an African, as a Nigerian, it's not it's not unusual that we don't want to express. The women might even be worse than the, than the men in, in Africa, in Nigeria. We don't want to show that we have pain. We don't want to do, when you see a woman in labor in the traditional setting, she's almost forced not to cry. And it's like, wow. And you know what? When I had my three boys, I did not get epidural for either son. And people are like, but you know, but yes, I was in pain, but I just, you know, I, I could do it, but I, I don't know if, if I would do it again, I probably still would not get epidural because I, I lived through the pain, but it was painful. <laughs> it was painful. But somehow in my mind, I was like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to try my best and, 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 and go through it. And then once I did the first one without epidural, I was like, oh, I can do the others. But that's the kind of people that we are. You know, that doesn't mean that we're not in pain. But now I'm saying, people, if you're in pain, please take your epidural, okay? Don't, don't try to be like me. And if you've gone through this kind of thing, please seek help. Take medication if you need it. And, 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 and indeed, it, it helps. It helps a lot. But it came from the motherland because I wrote a, an, an article about African-Americans and the history of mental health, mental illness, right? Not mental. And that was when I went back and I saw that from, from, the, 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 from the motherland, through the boats, the journey, through the, the high seas to America, we did not like to show pain. And then it doesn't help that we got beaten and flogged and embarrassed and just we went through all kinds of bad things during slavery. And then when we went to see the doctors, we were disappointed even more so because they discriminated against us, you know. 
it, it's, it's rooted into such a deep, dark place. There's a story about a group of Igbos, and I'm Igbo, so I can see this. And I went to see the place myself in Charleston, South Carolina. It's called Igbo Landing. A group of Igbo slaves, about 500 of them, came out the, the mother, they came out the ship, and they were walking to land in chains and bound. And then the person in the front was reportedly a female. She stopped, turned around, and said something to the to the to the slaves, and they all walked back into the water and all drowned. Those are the wow. kind of people that I come from. Those are the kind of things that we did. And and the legend has it that at night, some nights, you hear the wailing and the screams of the people as they were drowning. These are my people. These are the kind of people that I represent. So it's like, you know, we have come from that kind of place. But now, hopefully, we know better that when you're hurting, it's okay to get pain. So I can't thank you enough, Anthony, for sharing your journey with us today. Was there something else you wanted to, to, to say? Uh, no, ma'am. Just, just thank you for the opportunity to be on the podcast today. I, I look forward to doing more with you here in the future. I, f- I feel you. I feel you on that. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you heard him, you heard him say it. He looks forward to future podcasts. So this means that we're going to have other pages. This is so exciting. Thank you so much, Anthony. I really, really appreciate it. And from a mother of three sons to you, and for the sake of your son that you lost, I, I, I really, I, I see you. I hear you. I feel your pain. And I'm sending you vibes across the airways. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I look forward to speaking with you indeed in the future. So whenever you feel like, like doing it, just you have the link, just click the link, make an appointment, and we'll talk. Okay? All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was my first interview today, and I'm so happy that I was able to get through it with him. You know, you just never know how the interviews are going to go. He took me back to that day that I took my boys to go visit that place called Ebo Landing in Savannah, Georgia. I, I think I said Charleston, but it's actually Savannah, Georgia. I appreciate him for taking me down that path today. You never know how these these interviews are going to go. There's always a story behind a story behind the main story. So thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Lulu, hmm, your host and your, I guess your accompaniment. Is that the word? No, that's not. Your companion along the journey towards just greatness and victory and survival. Thank you all so much for joining me. I look forward to hearing from you again, Anthony, and to speaking with you all again next time. And from me, it's Ciao, Bella. Remember that it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. So go out there and get help. And hopefully, like Anthony, your first therapist will be, will be the moneymaker. Okay. On that note, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you all so much. Ciao.